0: Welcome to Overnight Opinions. Here's everything that happened this week that's bound to tick you off. If I told you that Republican politicians and their ass-kissing conservative organizations were full of a bunch of hypocrites, would you believe me? Of course you would. It's politics. Nobody trusts those people. This past week, you probably heard about the $10,000 in student loan forgiveness that was authorized by the Biden administration. Now, as dumb as that is, the fact that two-thirds of America that didn't go to college has to pay for the one-third that did, besides the fact that's the dumbest policy we might have ever come up with in this country, let's get into the real sexy part of it, the hypocrisy of Republicans. The White House Twitter team had a field day calling out hypocritical Republican members of Congress. They reminded everyone of which members took out PPP loans. That is the Paycheck Protection Program that came out at the beginning of COVID as part of the CARES Act. This gave a bunch of money to a bunch of different people and businesses, supposedly to help retain jobs. And you guessed it, a lot of that money went straight into the pockets of politicians. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene took out over $183,000 in PPP loans and guess what happened to those forgiven But it gets better. Marjorie Taylor Greene wasn't the only one to criticize student loans and then also get in on some free government money. Representative Mike Kelly tweeted, quote, asking plumbers and carpenters to pay off the loans of Wall Street advisors and lawyers isn't just unfair, it's also bad policy. But then he had over $987,000 in PPP loans. And guess what happened to those? Forgiven. Republican Representative Mark Wayne Mullen tweeted, quote, this places undue burden on those already suffering due to the weight of Biden's failed economic policy. And guess what? He took out over $1.4 million in PPP loans. Guess what happened to those? Forgiven. Let's not forget Republican Representative Kevin Hearn, who claimed that the plan for the student loan forgiveness forces Americans to pay for other people's college degrees. He took over $1 million in PPP loans. And guess what happened to those? Forgiven. <coughs> what about Representative Matt Gates? He's complained about the college loan forgiveness. But then again, he took over $480,000 of PPP loans. And I think you're starting to pick up on the trend here. Those were, of course, forgiven. Regardless of how you feel about the student loan forgiveness, any regular American deserves the $10,000 more than these creepy politicians who are raking in hundreds of thousands of dollars in free money. Meanwhile, they tell you, get off the government. When are people going to wake up and realize that the conservatives they think they're voting for, that one a limited government, actually aren't creating the limited government they talk about? With the rare exception of Rand Paul, most Republicans and conservatives still stick out their hand as they smack you with the other one telling you to not take anything. But it's not just about politicians. It's also about those nonprofits and those political organizations raking in the cash. So let's take a look at a list that came from late in 2020. This is from Accountable.us, and it's a list of at least 75 conservative organizations that took in nearly $20 million meant for small businesses in that PPP program. And these are some big names in the conservative movement. And these are some big names in the conservative movement. The Leadership Institute, they train a bunch of young conservatives. They took almost $150,000 in PPP loans. Then there's the Daily Caller and the Daily Caller News Foundation. They took in a bunch of PPP money. Let's not forget about Project Veritas, the Media Research Center, Concerned Women for America. And then some of these on here are just way too hilarious. Consider the irony of a place like Taxpayers for Common Sense or the Ann Rand Institute taking government money. It's like we're living in idiocracy. It's just nobody's really woken up to, to realize that it's not a fiction film anymore. It's a reality show. My personal favorite, though, is the American Center for Law and Justice. That's ran by Jay Sekulow, big-time conservative attorney, does all sorts of stuff in the Republican movement and conservative cause. He's very religious. And he took in $1.23 million of PPP loans. So you're probably getting the gist here that the Paycheck Protection Program, while it was worded to sound like it was for everyday Americans cashing their paycheck, really just went to these rich snobs who just wanted more money. Out of the 75 organizations that took these PPP loans, eight of them signed a letter opposing the pandemic aid, yet they still took in $2.5 million of money for themselves. So while it's cute to be conservative and talk about small government, in reality, they don't mean it. They want to convince you not to take a handout, But for them, that's different because, you know, capitalism is a great game until they're losing at it or until they see free money being doled out from the government and they want a piece of it. If you listen really closely, I think you can hear it too. It's the sound of Republican elitists suckling at the power teat of the American government. But here's the crazy thing about the PPP loan forgiveness. So far, there's been more than 10 million loans given out worth $742 billion. And we're still giving out PPP loans, even in 2022. 625 of those loans were at the maximum of $10 million. That's just $10 million the government is giving out on a promise that, hey, we'll forgive it. But here's what will really blow your brain. What state do you think had the most loans forgiven? California probably wouldn't shock you that much. They're a liberal state. They're going to take all the free government money they can get. Who do you think number two was? Texas. Who was number three? Florida. Here's a Texas. I'll shoot you if you come on my lawn. I hate the government. Been trying to secede from the union for years. And Florida, Ron DeSavage, I'm the next Donald Trump. Screw the government. And they're out here sticking their hand out getting all the free money from the government. But yet when it comes to your student loans, you can't get $10,000. What I remember, it was these conservative boomers that ruined the economy in the first place. Remember George Bush? Yeah, millennials watched their parents push him into office. And what did he do? He gave us a 2008 recession and all those bailouts. And that put millennials behind so much. You got out of college, you couldn't find a job. And that has lingered on and on and on. The economy shrunk. It never really came back from the eight recession, if you ask me. And now we got this pandemic... Not everybody went to college with the intention of not paying their student loans. I mean, they fulfilled on their end, to get a college degree, you'll get a good job. And that never happened. And that's not even touching on the fact that the cost of college is far outpaced a rise in income. And it far outpaced the cost of living. I mean, look at what your parents went to college, how much it costs, compared to what it is now. It's not even the same. Their college wasn't even as much as one semester these days. But nobody's solving that problem just comes down to passing out money, but you can't get yours if you're a millennial and went to college. No, 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 no. Politicians need to get their cash first. I guess what it all comes down to is every election year, we're just going to have a new handout. I mean, Trump gave out a bunch of money in the CARES Act. That's what the PPP loan was, just probably to not make people ticked off to help him win an election. And now Biden's giving out $10,000 in student loan forgiveness in the midterms, which the Democrats are likely to lose. Welcome to America in 2022, land of the freebie, home of the bailout. Maybe Washington isn't a swamp that needs to be drained. Maybe it's a giant sewer filled with filthy, disgusting, lying, hypocritical politicians. Instead of saying drain the swamp, maybe when conservatives get to Capitol Hill, they should be saying full. and then get in there and pump it out. On a lighter note, let's talk about Ozzy Osbourne. Seems like he might feel the same way. He said that he is leaving America because, quote, everything's ridiculous there. Can't say I blame him. (laughs) His article says that in recent years, Ozzy Osbourne has had a Parkinson's diagnosis, two staph infections, pneumonia, COVID-19, and most recently a surgery to remove metal plates, that had been pressing up against his spine. How is he even still alive? I think I would be getting out of America too. Like he said, quote, I don't want to die in America. Some politicians should latch onto that for a slogan or for some merch. Everything ridiculous here. I don't want to die in America. Nearly 5 million illegal aliens have crossed into the United States since Biden took office. Thanks, Open Borders Biden. I could rant all day, but there's really one phrase that sums up the solutions you have for the southern border. They've done studies, you know, 60 percent of the time it works every time. In fact, after getting rid of Trump's policies, Biden ruled over the largest number of apprehensions of illegal immigrants at the southern border in a calendar year, racking up nearly two million in 2021 alone. Now of all these almost five million people that have come in since he's been president, 900,000 are considered gotaways. These are people who evaded apprehension and have just kinda disappeared and blended into America. They were never even caught. So who the heck knows who these people could be? We're getting ready to slide into a recession. We can't afford to take on more people, especially ones that are gonna be poor or in need of a social safety net that's already maxed out. What are we gonna do? And it's not just the money. We probably won't even have enough food to go around. And that brings me into my next story. Right now in the United States, nearly 40% of farmers in the West say that they will be killing their own crops because there's no chance that they'll be able to mature due to the drought that's going on. And nearly three-quarters of U.S. farmers say that the drought is hurting their harvest overall. And let's look overseas. Germany is expecting crop losses of up to 50% due to a drought they have going on. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Now, you may be saying, this can't be so. I mean, I go to the grocery store, I see plenty of food. Yeah, the prices are up, but that's because of inflation. Just buckle up, buttercup. Things are about to get a lot worse. None of the losses that we're seeing in these crops due to the drought, they haven't showed up yet. That harvest hasn't come to fruition. We've all been trying to adjust to this nearly 10% inflation and rise in cost of goods. But this will pale in comparison to what will happen when there's not enough food to go around. Prices are going to skyrocket. If you don't have the money, you're not going to be eaten. As the old phrase goes, we're only nine mils away from anarchy. And now, thanks to Biden, you can be joined in your anarchy with nearly 5 million illegal aliens that have crossed the border. Because, hey, if you can't fight with a legal citizen here in the country, you might as well fight with somebody that might be a criminal that hopped across the border. As my homegirl would say. Ain't nobody got time for that. New memos show that President Biden helped facilitate the raid on President Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Back in April... When White House Deputy Counsel, a man named Jonathan Sue, told the National Archives that President Biden would not object to waiving Trump's claims of executive privilege on the documents he had. This way, Trump couldn't stop the Department of Justice from accessing those documents. This waiving of privilege allowed the DOJ to get a subpoena that would order Donald Trump to turn over the papers that he had. Just months later, the FBI then took the unprecedented action to raid Mar-a-Lago. These memos tell a very different story than the one that the Biden administration told the American people. The day after the raid, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said, quote, We learned about this. The president learned about this, just like you all did through the public reports. And we learned about this just like the American people did. Now, she declined to comment on the raid 18 times that briefing. President Biden didn't take any questions at public events, and his aides denied Biden knew anything beforehand about the raid. Now, former Harvard law professor Ellen Dershowitz commented that, quote, the current president should not be able to waive executive privilege of a predecessor without the consent of the former president. He goes on to say that Biden's actions, quote, make a mockery of the whole notion of privilege. So at the end of the day, Biden has his fingerprints all over this. He's going after a political opponent, an enemy, using the tools at his hands, I would say, an abuse of power to do what he can to snuff out Donald Trump. But put aside all of this, all the technical stuff about executive privilege and who facilitated what and who helped with what subpoena, there's a bigger question here, a bigger thought that makes you realize how dumb this whole thing is. If these documents that Trump had, supposedly about nuclear bombs and highly classified information, if they were so sensitive and so important to the American government, why did it take over a year and a half to recover them? If they are important, wouldn't you have known that they were missing sooner than you did? And if you didn't notice that they were missing, then they probably weren't very important. So why did we raid Mar-a-Lago for them? What is it? Were they urgent and pressing damning information and you were just so negligent with your administration that you paid no attention? Are you too sleepy to know that nuclear information is missing? And if they're not important, then who cares? I mean, if you didn't need them because you weren't searching for them, then how vital can they be? How dangerous? So which is it, Biden? Were you not involved and didn't know about the raid? Or were you and had your fingerprints all over it by helping waive executive privilege? And were these documents really that important? Or are you just blowing it out of proportion because you want to make some sort of federal case about it against your enemy? Wait, wait, what's your answer? Go you know the you know the thing. No Biden, we really don't know what the thing is with your administration. Thanks for listening to Overnight Opinions. Be sure to tune in next week right here on the Ladies Love Politics channel where you can stay informed without going insane. And don't forget to follow Ladies Love Politics on TikTok.